What's up, everyone? This is the Building and Empowering People's Podcast, and I'm your host, Victor Thomas and Derek Simmons Jr. And like we say, we just come here to talk about life, to inspire, to motivate, to just get into just everyday activity. So let's get right on into it. Um, Derek, we usually start off with uh, with you, man, telling the people how your week's been going so far or how has it been going since we last recorded the podcast? Um, it's it's honestly been going pretty good. Um, uh, allergies, allergies been hitting me, and when allergies hit me, my asthma starts reacting up. So like, I haven't been feeling good for the past few days, but um, I still like. At first, like, probably after we finished recording last week, at first I was at the moment to where like, I just wanted to lay around, but then like I started, you know. I started realizing the thing about the things you're saying, like I didn't want my feelings to, you know, I didn't want to let what I felt like hinder what my actions, you know what I'm saying? So like I still, so I started to really develop myself, like reading the goat giver. Um, I'm on chapter five right now. And I learned a lot of things from that, like, you know, feeding myself with like different things now, like just trying to self-develop me, just trying to self-develop myself more and more. So I've been listening to Above Inspiration, and I listened to the prescription, which is a really good album, and um, just really trying to better myself. And of course, I'm doing the other things like writing and reading my word. But um, just that, I've been doing that for just same old, same old. To be honest, nothing really happened. School, all that. So, but man, yeah. So my week's pretty much. I wouldn't say it's been the same. We. You know, I obviously have have both my daughters at home yeah. with me, and they just left yesterday. It's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know if they'll be back today, tomorrow, whenever, but they'll be back soon. But uh, it's been cool to see, like, my daughters be together and them interacting and playing with each other and running around the house and my youngest daughter running, uh, my oldest daughter crazy. There was, like, a four-year difference. So yeah. my youngest daughter has, like, a ton of energy. My oldest daughter's like, calm down. Right. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, man, it's been pretty cool, and we've been like staying up later. So I, I haven't, you know, I haven't had a routine um, of getting up. I kind of broke that, which I'll, I'll eventually get back into it. But it, it's kind of like, you know, typically when I get up in my my routine, I I should possibly get up and continue doing it. But like I said, I just I just haven't felt like it. Yeah. And in life, and times you gonna have times when you don't feel like it, and you still have to push p- forward. Yeah. But this is a time, man, where it's like all the rest and the family time and that stuff, like really focusing on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you can kind of get that, cause you never know, you know, once uh, this is over with and we get back to work and business and all that, have that that's time when, with them, yeah. yeah. Like you don't really have that time back. Like you're, you're usually on the run and you're busy. So you're missing out on that time. So just taking full advantage, like soak it in now and not really have a routine, which people say like, you know, don't break the routine. Don't do this. And I get it, but I just feel that, um, a lot of times I'm out working so much throughout the week that I'm missing that family time and stuff. So to be able to break the routine and to just give the attention to them and to be doing stuff with them to me right now is much more important. So I don't really care about the the other stuff that that um that I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. which I still kind of do. But I just it just hasn't been a focus or a priority right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, once um I give it another week or two and because obviously we may be doing this for a while yeah. so i can take a couple weeks to be able to have family time and do this 
and then just get back to it and get back into routine. Oh yeah, for you sure. You know, which is which is gonna be a look a little bit complicated, but it's easy once you tell yourself, you know, hey, I go to bed at this time, I get up at this time, and you know, just just stick with it and go through. But um, yeah, man, that's been pretty much um, what I've been going through and experiencing uh, since the last time we recorded the podcast. But man, let's um, get into a different topic. Um, you got any particular topics you want to start off with? Uh, today to get uh, to talk to the people about um i feel like there's something that i've i've learned i guess we can i i don't know if this is going to lead into a topic or not but there's something that i've learned that um god revealed to me and um i was helping out a friend and um she said like she feel like her past defines her for who she is but i feel like mm-hmm. I feel like God just revealed to me at that moment, like when we go through certain things, it's not just a matter of going through it, but it's a matter of growing through it as well. Because when we grow through certain things, we will realize that we will be fully prepared and be ready to embrace what's on the other side of what we were facing. So like it's a matter of growing through the things that we're going through, not just simply trying to survive you know what I'm saying? Not simply trying to survive or just go through it, but like growing through it. And once you grow through it and actually endure the things that you're going through. So like, I guess I kind of want to talk about you're not defined by what you've been through or you're not defined by your past. So one question before you get into it, uh, yeah. when God revealed that to you, did you did you talk to her about that? I did. I did. Okay. Just want to make sure. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to just hold it in. Like, OK, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially if he gave it to me at that moment. I just gotcha. I couldn't hold it in. You know what I'm okay, saying? Gotcha. But yeah, like uh, I feel like we want. I want to talk about that today. Like you're not defined by your past because I'm sure not only her, but like I feel like a lot of people like when they've been through certain things, they feel like those things define them. And once they feel like it defines them, they lose focus or they lose their drive because they're always they're just they feel like they're so in bondage with that one thing. So I guess I kind of want to get into that. That's interesting that you start off with that because. Um... <laughs> It's funny is what happened today through one of my my drives. I um, I picked up this guy. It was a scheduled pickup. I picked up the guy and I dropped him off. And towards the end of the ride, he was talking about how I ended up. I'm always talking about church and, yeah. and God and all this. And he was like, his family wants him to move back to Kentucky and get back into church and that stuff. He's like, man, but what I've done, man, like it's unforgivable. And it's this, that and the other and I just don't feel, you know, I'm just, I just feel now that I'm trying to make up for, yeah. for my wrongs and this, that, and the other. And I'm listening to him, and I'm, uh, and as he's talking, I'm just like, man, like, you know, you know, God still loves you regardless of anything. There's nothing that you can do to be written off and actually just posted that. Mm-hmm. Uh, God still loves you regardless. Like your past or your present is not going to take away God's love for you. And I'm like. He's like, man, I know it's just rough. I kind of struggle with the things that I've done wrong and how, uh, you know, how they've affected people, how they've done this, that, and the other. He's like, man, I just can't get past it. I was like, man, do you know that God's gotten past what you've done? Like, yeah. if if the creator of the universe, the person that created you, not not the person, but because God is not a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, I said, the one that created you, if he can forgive the things that you've done and still say he loves you, why can't you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he, I'm like, he has all, he, he's the one that can judge you, that can criticize you, that can do that. The only one that can judge, criticize and do that. And he doesn't 
and he still loves you. Mm -hmm. He's forgotten it. And he says, I still love you and you can't get past it. I'm like, you got to get past it because he's gotten past it. He's the one that you would figure wouldn't get past it because of what it was. And then I got into, I got into the Bible and got to tell him, I was like, man, if, I was like, man, you know, when you read your word, do you, do you realize that God didn't use perfect people? Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, man, David is the guy that they said was a man after God's own heart. This man was a murderer, killed thousands of people. This man committed adultery. This man, he slept with a married woman and had her husband killed mm-hmm. just because he wanted to have her end up having a, a kid. The kid ended up dying. I'm like all this stuff and the people that he used, I'm like Saul turned to Paul and the stuff that Saul used to do when he was out there. And, uh, God used all of those people. He used like the most messed up people. So, and I'm like the stuff that they did was probably, you know, you don't want to compare, but the stuff that they did, I can't imagine you've done anything even com- remotely comparable to what they did. And God used them. So, Whatever it is that you've done, I told him, you know, that God's forgiving you for that. And God wants you to move forward. And God wants wants you to, to understand that he still loves you. And it's not about what you've done. It's about what you do going forward. Mm-hmm. So and I, I told him that. And it was just like, man, that, that that's funny that you mentioned what you said about your friend. And I had this experience today. And you brought up yeah. this particular subject and topic first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's man, what I'm that's, saying. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's just been on my mind for a while, man. Like, I feel like, you know, we all have some type of mark in our life, but I feel like we have to remember why we have to remember those marks so God, so we can be reminded that the things that God has for us is even greater. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like what you said, like, we're not defined by what we've been through. You know, God sees us, God already sees us in our perfect state. So finished what, product, yeah, yeah, yeah. He already sees us for our finished product. He already, you know, he already knows who we are, you know. So it's like, like I said before, is God shows us the promised land, but we, He doesn't show us the trouble land that we're going through, you know. And it, it takes enduring the trouble land in order to embrace the promised land that God has for us. So a lot of times we we're going to go through t- different things, you know, like the like the like Jesus said, you know, in this world you have trouble, but take heart for I've overcome the world. So God is, if God is over to come the world, you know, everything that you're going through, you may, it may feel good, big on you, but it's not big for God. You know what I'm saying? So you, you don't have to blame yourself. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, think that you're defined by these certain things because God loves you, you know, and he, like you said, it, it's like he used in, imperfections to bring out something perfect. So it's just a matter of knowing that it's not the matter of what, you've been through but it's a matter of where you're willing to go so and so man you i've used this analogy which a lot of people use it talking about diamonds and how they're formed so i would tell people to look at look at yourself as coal like mm-hmm. we're all coal and what happens is the finished product is a diamond which that that's what god sees god doesn't see the coal he mm-hmm. sees the diamond so we are coal and each day that we go through adversity trials tribulations setbacks all that we're just being you know just molded and shaped and and you know and pressured to eventually become a diamond some of us become a diamond a lot sooner than others some of us it takes a while but you know the ones that it takes a while you know that's a 
that's a pretty precious diamond exactly. right there because it's it's taken so long to be able to to create. Mm-hmm. And um, I I really want to get into speaking of uh, people are not defined by what they've gone through and them sitting sitting around thinking about how uh, they are the mistakes that they've gone through and that stuff. I want to help people because I don't want to just talk about it. I, I really want to help people to to understand it. So it's one thing for us to be able to tell people you're not defined by this and it's 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 words that we're saying. But what's really going to help a person is not by listening to just the words that we say. They should most definitely listen to the words that we say, but they should first and foremost start to build a bond and a relationship with our Heavenly Father Mm -hmm. because ultimately he has the answers for their lives. He's the one that reveals things, gives them revelation and things for their lives. Like we're, we're only, you know, vessels being used to give out this information, but ultimately when it comes to specific, so just say that our, our answer is more broad so it can touch, it can go into different people's homes and their, their minds and this stuff is broad. But when people want to work on things like that, it has to be specific. Mm -hmm. So we can only be broad, but God is specific. So once they hear the broad message from us, go to God and get the specific answer. So now they got the overall and the, the, the number one. So it's just like, they can go right into that. And how they do that is, um, I remember a couple of years ago, I used to always struggle with how do I talk to God or what do I say to him? Is it a certain way to come to God? It's just like, I've realized that it, it's not. So what it's not, but it is. So when Jesus left, he said, I didn't leave you. Comf- I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I left you with a comforter, which was the Holy Spirit. So God has given us the Holy Spirit to interpret things for us that we are trying to say that we don't quite know how to say. Mm-hmm. So when I say when you pray, invite the Holy Spirit in first and foremost, because God is a gentleman. He doesn't give you anything or whatever that you don't want. So you have to to seek it. So invite the Holy Spirit in before you start to pray. Um, and however you pray, you pray however you want, but invite the Holy Spirit in. And after praying, so step number one is invite the Holy Spirit in. Step number two is just pray however you feel that you need to pray. Step number three is once you're finished praying, always say in Jesus name. And that's just a three step cycle to prayer. Inviting the Holy Spirit, praying however you feel comfortable with. And in Jesus name and what that ensures is that you're inviting the Holy Spirit to be the translator to be able to say the words that you're trying to say that you don't quite know how to say. Then step two is within just praying. The Holy Spirit is translating that. So whatever you say, it's going to relate to God in the way that you intended for it to be. And step three within after you're finished praying to say in Jesus name, because Jesus said you can't come to the father without going through me. So everything has to go through Jesus to get to the father. So that helps prayer life indefinitely. And then when it comes to reading the word, it's that the word is a little bit more difficult than, than praying. Yeah. Praying is actually to me is a lot easier than, than going into scripture. Cause a lot of times you can go into scripture and you can be confused and you can be this, but I think with, with time and consistency and getting into it, 
it allows you to get a better understanding with revelation. Yeah. So God uh, reveals stuff to you in the right time. He's just not going to reveal it to you just because you want it. He's going to reveal it to you in due time. It's going to allow you to see it. You may read a scripture and not get it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're slow. It's not that you can't catch on to it and get it. It's just it wasn't meant for you to have right then and there. Yeah. Got to allow that thing to uh, to grow inside of you before he gives it to you prematurely. Definitely. But uh, yeah, man, that's uh, some steps that I wanted you all to take to be able to get into prayer. Because what happens is once you get through prayer and you get an understanding of that, then you get into your word and they go together and life is completely changed. Definitely. But, yeah. And those steps is definitely going to, I feel like it's going to help somebody. Um, something I kind of took. Um, I remember um, I remember when I was actually in school, uh, I was in art class and she told us about this one thing called a focal point. So basically a vocal a vocal point is basically when you look at a piece of art, you're automatically drawn to that one point. It's like where the where the author wants you to be drawn to in that one specific piece of art. And so it's like. For example, you look at the garage, for example, the first thing that you're going to be drawn to is that little gray thing right there. Right. Like It's just right there and something that you have to be drawn to. So I, I feel like with that being said, I feel like Jesus has to be the vocal point for our life. Like despite whatever you might be going through, despite the things that you're faced, despite the things that you've done, let Jesus be the vocal point. And the way that we can let Jesus be the vocal point is by looking to him, looking to him in prayer. Like you said, take those steps needed to pray, go into the word and stay really persistent in, in it. It's one thing to like, like, um, like when Inky, when Inky said, you know, it's one thing to really put scriptures in your life when life is good, but it's another thing when, when you're up against a wall in life. So like, we have to always keep Jesus our vocal point. And once we keep our vocal point on Jesus, we will remember like this battle is not even mine. We'll remember like these things I'm going through is meant to develop me, is meant to better me. You know, it's like a relationship. Like in order to really know a person, in order to really know someone's name, you have to keep on staying persistent at that relationship. So with that being said, we have to continue to keep our persistence and God and keep our persistence in uh, Jesus who like is the vocal point has to stay the vocal point for our lives. And once we know that, like all these other things that we're up against, it wouldn't even matter because we already know that Jesus is the one that will keep us, that will comfort us through the times that we are going through. Gotcha, man. So that's that that was uh, really cool to talk about, man. I think that a lot of people really needed that yeah. because I know that. This is a time where most of us, you know, are stuck in our heads. Mm-hmm. And if we are not, you know, focusing on the right things and putting the right things within us, that's just going to make it 10 times worse yeah. because we have so much time to focus on whatever we're focusing on. You know, that's why I love the saying where focus goes, energy flows. So whatever you're putting with whatever you're listening to, whatever you're watching, whatever you're putting within you is where your energy is going to be focused on. So if, it, if it's the, you know, the things that you've done wrong and how you can't, you know, get over them and this, that, and the other, then all your energy is going to be focused into that because that's the thing that you're, you're spending most of your time on. And that's what you're putting inside of you. It's like, you can only, you can only produce what you take in, mm-hmm. you know, like apple seeds only produce apples. Yeah, you know, and all like peaches, oranges, grapes, whatever it is, they only produce what they produce. Like 
apple seeds don't produce oranges. So you have to understand that even with that, those simple analogies, those can go so far within your life on understanding that you can't do one thing and get something else from it. Mm -hmm. It has to be what it is. You have to be specific on what you want, because when you're specific on what you want, you focus more on that and you produce that. Mm -hmm. You can't say like an example would be. I had a um, a family member that was gaining a bit of weight yeah. and was like, was seeing all this stuff for these people losing weight and this, that, and the other. And they were just like, man, I want that so bad. It's like, huh? Mm -hmm. Like, you want that? Like, so you, you're, you're looking at something and saying that you want it as if it's impossible to have. Exactly. But it's just like, you say you want that, but then you got all the little Debbie snacks and all the cold drinks and like you got all this stuff in there, but you say, I want this. It's like, you know, you can't have all this and want that because mm -hmm. eating junk food, doing this, that, and the other doesn't help to get there. And I'm not saying that I don't because yeah. I'm guilty if I eat a lot of junk food. Oh, yeah, but my situation, <laughs> my situation, like I'm here to like gain weight. So yeah. I need a ton of calories to be able to like gain weight. Yeah. So I got to be eating like all types of stuff to be able to get a ton of calories. But someone that's like, that's trying to lose weight, you need to like minimize calories compared to, you know, doing what I'm doing. So like what I'm doing is like, is different compared to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, I just... You know, that was just some situations, some scenarios and some personal information to help people understand, you know, being specific on what you're going for and what produces what. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can't want so like you can't think that the things that you want is impossible to obtain. Like, I feel like with me personally, like and this is something I grew up with, like I feel like I try whatever dreams, goals, aspirations I have, I. I have the mentality that is already mine because if it's already mine, I'll I'll handle it and work towards it and try to hold on to it as if I, I can't let it go because it's mine. You know what I'm saying? So like we have to we have to really we have to really whatever you need in life. Like I feel like you have to proclaim and say that it's mine already. And if you say that it's, it's yours, you have to it has to be like a flower. You have to continue to water it, continue to keep that flower alive. You know, so it's about that with that watering process is like, you have to stay persistent in the things you're going through. And you can't, you can't expect to want something, but your actions is saying that you don't want it. If that makes sense. It's like, you say that you, you want this house, but you're not even putting the effort or the money to try to even obtain that house. You're not trying to do the necessary steps needed to get there. So don't try to, don't say that you want something, but your actions say otherwise, if that makes sense. It does, man. And and one thing that I also found as well when it when it comes to that stuff as well, man, is a lot of times um as people just just being real about it, a lot of times we're the reason why we can't obtain these certain things we spend so much time focusing on like other people's problems mm -hmm. and other people's you know, what they're going through and we're criticizing and condemning them for what they're doing, which we're struggling with something that's either the same or something that's different, but um at times as people, we focus more on other people's problems to get away from our own. So when we focus on their problems. We, we feel like our problems are let go. And in a process of us 
uh, feeling like our problems are, are let go because we're focusing on theirs. We never get what we need to get done yeah. accomplished because it's easy for us to point out their flaws and to say, hey, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that. You're doing this. It's like, man, we're struggling with the same stuff. Like, why can't we use that same advice that we're giving out to uh, apply to our lives? And I found myself doing that, you know, a ton of times in my life. And that's why I try to, you know, really think about what I'm saying before I, yeah. I go out. And my thing is now is not to not even really to like to judge about it, just to have conversations. It's cool to have conversations about anything, but it's just like more so of like soul searching before we go off and criticize and condemn and point out. It's like, let's let's make sure that we're like making sure that we're good in that area. Mm -hmm. And even if we're good in that area, it's a certain approach and a way we should go about it. So I saying like, hey, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. We can only offer advice. And if the advice is taken, you know, it's taken. If it's not, then it's not. And we have to be okay with that as well. So before we can even try to look towards wanting something, we have to make sure that it's us that we're working on because mm -hmm. we'll forget that it's us and we'll put the blame on, you know, someone else and focus our time and energy on other people's problems. Exactly. So we have to make sure that, like you said, it's a matter of like, like you told me, it's like self-development. You have to make sure that you prepare. It's like you have to be prepared for the many prepared things that's in store for you in your life. You can't expect to be in a prepared place and be unprepared at the same time. So it's about the developing yourself, focusing on the things that you have to work on, what and what you have to strengthen on, what you have to build upon. And the more that you develop yourself and the more that you are, you know, really building that thing up. You know, it's 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 the matter of it will only be a matter of time until what you developed will be produced. So. So Eric Thomas said he has, he is he always says and I love it. I say it all the time. Well, you don't have to get ready when you stay ready. Yeah. It's like you don't have to prepare for something. When it's time for it to happen, you know, like I, I hear a lot of people say so I've been very. I've been listening now and it's it's just been like like, man, like. Oh, I'll, I'll do this when this happens. I'll do this when this happens. It's just like, man, it don't work like that. Uh -huh. So basically, like, you can't just like, you can't just get in the game and perform. Like, you got to practice before the game gets there. And um, who was it? It was uh, gosh, Jamal King. He was he was saying that, you know, uh, now that we're we're quarantining and we're doing all this, it's a lot of stuff that we we can't deal with and we can't handle because we didn't prepare for it. And he used the analogy of his gym. Like he has a home gym. It's like pretty much as nice as like a planet fitness, a LA fitness, uh, anytime fitness, whatever type of gym it is. He has something at home. It's like ground level. It's just as big as that. If, if not nicer, he said that was the one thing that he wanted because he seen that times where it was cold outside or it was snowing and he couldn't make it. And because he couldn't make it, he couldn't work out. Yeah. So he said he made sure that it was never going to be a time where something was preventing him from doing, from doing what he wanted to do. And I was like, man, that's deep. I never even thought about it that way. So basically he's saying that use this as an opportunity to be able to, to prepare for the stuff that, that you can't have. So it's like, now it's a lot of places closed. It's a lot of things that's happening that you can't particularly do because you've lost control of that. Mm -hmm. Typically, like as people, we want to have control. We want to be able to we want to be able to do stuff when we want to do it. And we want to be able to deny ourselves when we want to deny ourselves. And we don't want 
anyone else having that power and control over us. Like just say, for instance, like with with church, like we may not go to church, but we want to be able to say, like, I want to choose to not go to church. I don't want to be told not to, mm -hmm. you know, which is which is crazy because like, well, if you weren't going to go anyways and they told you, you couldn't go, what is what is the difference? But it's like as people, we have this control fact that we want to be in control of situations and and narratives and everything that it is. And, and right now we've kind of lost all control of what we can handle. Mm -hmm. So the only people that haven't lost control is the people that prepare, the mm -hmm. people that that didn't have to get ready because they stay ready. So they prepare themselves for when they couldn't come outside. Like what, what do they have in their houses or what kind of house do they have? What can they do as far as with their family, as far as finances, with all that? And the people that weren't are having to see like this this is what life is when you when you don't prepare. Yeah, exactly. So it's like unexpected things will happen, but it takes expected people to know that unexpected things is gonna happen. So what I mean by that is I may not expect something I may not expect an exact something like something exact to happen tomorrow, but there could be something that happens tomorrow. So what I have to do is I have to make sure I'm prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm strengthened. I'm, I'm stayed strong. And the more that I, like you said, the more that you prepared, it's like, it's like, it's like working out. For example, I remember, um, football, I had these max days and, um, max days basically is days to where we will absolutely have to lift the max amount of weight that we had to lift. So, in order to really be prepared to lift up the exact, like lift up more weight than you could before you had to prepare. So that's why we had days to where we had to wake up and work out or we, after football practice, we still worked out. Is So we always had the mindset that the max days are coming. So I have to make sure that I'm ready because the coaches knew if you didn't work out or like the coaches knew, like if you didn't do that, because it will show by your effort that you put in when you was trying to lift up that weight. So it's the same thing. Like, you have to you have to just really be prepared and make sure that you don't give up on the process like it's like I like I always say like process is process no matter how slow it may be like I'd rather move forward at a slow pace than to give up at a fast pace and to give up easily and quickly so we have to make sure that we always keep our minds and hearts secured and not get discouraged through these times that we're going through and just make sure that we're prepared and that's you know pepper like your preparation will just lead you to and embrace so many things than being unprepared for those things. Like we always try to rush a process, but it will be like such a shame to rush a process and get there and not even know how to handle those things. So. Well, yeah, man, let's um, change, change uh, topics and subjects for a bit. Uh, something that's really, really been on my mind, man, is like I say, the relationship building. Like we, we probably talk about this every week, if not every other week. Yeah. But, especially now it's like now when we have so much time that's free like every some people's lives didn't change like some people still go to work they still do this so you know nothing changed for them but it's a lot more people that lives have changed compared to lives that haven't changed mm -hmm. so for the ones that lives have changed and you, you find yourself with with extra time and extra hours and this stuff this is not a time i get that they're saying quarantine quarantining and social distancing and that type of stuff social distances mean that they're talking about being a certain distance from an actual individual 
And that's what they're saying. They didn't say that you have to like social media distance or do any of that. It's like, all right, you can still reach out to people now. Like you can reach out to them, whether it's through a call, through a text message, through video, through email. This is the time now to start strengthening those bonds and those relationships. Because what happens is, is when you get back into the normal flow of everything and living your life, you kind of abandon those things. So now you kind of have this struggle because now you have all this work to do. You're busy or this. And you say you want some strong relationships and bonds and stuff. But you now you say you don't have the time to do it. Now that you have the time to do it, you know, it, there, there's a difference. Now you can focus on the things that you couldn't couldn't work on or focus on when you had less time. So I just want to get into that, man. Yeah. Talking about like just us having more time and the different things that we can do with that time compared to us not having as much time and us using that as an excuse. Yeah. So like you said before, like, like they said, social distancing, it's, it's about the distance that you keep from a person physically. Social distancing doesn't mean that you have to cut yourself off from, it doesn't mean to distance yourself from somebody like literally like to stop talking to a person or to stop making relationships like a relationship's important like memories like like i was telling my friends earlier i feel like the small things in life really matter man like it, it really does like you know having that time with your family having that time with your friends having that time to make those memories count because you know memories are important like you know relationships bonds everything that's important we can't give up give that up with the time that we have right now like you know, imagine like if all this is over, we have to go back through that time, like go back to our regular lives. It's like you're going to regret all that time. Like you're going to say, yeah, it's just wasted time. Like make sure that you make the most of this time to try to build your relationship with friends, family and God. Like use that time right now, because, of course, there'll still be time to do it. Like when we get back to the regular lives, but you won't have as much time as you had now. Like it's important to not waste your time and to because time is not on our schedule like it doesn't stop when we want it to like we're on its schedule like time it doesn't matter how bad we want something to go back or how fast like time is going to keep on ticking and ticking and ticking so we have to make sure that we stay persistent through our time as well and to not let it just be wasted seconds wasted minutes wasted days wasted weeks by doing nothing you know yeah man something just came to my mind is you know speaking of time it's like we have we have a time limit yeah here on earth time doesn't have a limit yeah time keeps going and time is time is like undefeated time yeah. is like infinite it goes forever but us like obviously we say that you know the world was created first uh the world was created first and, and all of that but time was 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 probably there before anything yeah so time was there and then it's it's us so us understanding that we're getting older every day we're not getting younger and time's going to keep going even after we're gone mm -hmm. so focusing more on the time that we have and using that to our our advantage mm -hmm. you know so i think that during these times we should as i said earlier focus on the things that we say we don't have we we haven't had the time for uh in the past yeah 
you know, because we we always use this thing, and now it's 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 really easy to see. Now it's like we always use this thing of we don't have enough time, and I've been guilty of saying that before and not using my time correctly and to the full advantage of it, uh, to the full aspect of it. But it's like now if I don't do the stuff that I say I want to do, I have like no excuse of not having enough time i can't even use time as an excuse because it's like all right 24 hours in a day and for like i say it's more people that are not working probably than than is mm -hmm. but if it still is more people that are working slowly but surely they're becoming more available at home because people are getting laid off like left and right mm -hmm. so it's like Within this this time frame, it's like, all right, what can I do? And a lot of times, it's that's why we create this podcast to kind of give scenarios and give situations and to give like feedback and information on what a person can do um, in times like that. Because it may you may be a person that's hearing this for the first time. Like I didn't know that I had control of my life to be able to decide what I want to do and you know and how I want to do it. Or maybe you've been so busy working and using the saying, because sometimes we, as people, we we hear these certain sayings and we start to live by them. And what happens is they become a part of our life. And what happens is that's when we kind of put ourselves in a box, put ourselves in a box by saying, I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. Like we all got 168 hours. So it's like when you say you don't have enough time, now you put yourself in a predicament to where in your mind you're telling yourself you don't have enough time and now that's your reality you don't have enough time so whatever you do you'll never have enough time exactly so it's like now time is 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 just there mm -hmm. so really think about what are you doing with this time that you have available exactly. and i'm not talking about on some oh this is the time to grind this is the time to try to be successful this is the time yeah. to do that like everything has a time and a place like with all this time that you have available you got time to try to focus on your success. You got time to try to focus on your relationship building. You got time to try to focus on what you want to do and how you want to do it. You got time to do whatever. So now is not the time to say you don't have time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I kind of this kind of dropped in my spirit. So, so so forgive me if I don't know how to say this, but I kind of see time as if. OK, so you know how like Amazon and like all these shipping things that yep. goes on. So they have all these boxes and you have to each box that comes, you have to put something in that box yeah. in order for it to be shipped and, and to the place that it needs to go. So that's kind of how we need to do our time. Like every second, every minute that goes by, I feel like we have to keep on filling it with something. It doesn't like you said, it doesn't always have to be there's a time for everything. So it's just a matter. I feel like the only time that we waste is the time that we don't make the most of like it's one thing to make your time count but then there's another team to make your time count and make the most of it so it's just a matter of like it's like it's like these boxes are keep coming and keep coming and you don't want to keep letting your boxes be empty because yeah. when it arrives at your doorstep and you see the box empty what you gonna do with it throw it away yeah so that's the same thing with like our time like we can't let our time be like empty boxes that we have to throw away but we have to keep on filling it up and filling it up so that when we, you know, ship it, you know, it will be our time will, you know, be produced in the right things. Like when once you ship in that time of relationship, you know, that will 
make memories, when you ship in that time to self-develop yourself, that will ship into you growing stronger, you know? So it's like, it's a matter of where are you willing to ship your time and like, just putting your, don't waste your time. Like, I, I just, one of like, and things that I don't want to do in life is just waste my time. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect. Like there's that there's times to where I feel like I wasted. But every time I waste that time, like I always evaluate myself and I always have that doubt. Like, yeah. man, all that time I had and I'd used it for this. So never when you're going through certain things, like never like never feel like even though you wasted that time, like. You don't want to have regret during the time that you're going through. Like, always make sure that you, like, put in effort to make something bloom from that time that you use. So it's like, even if you feel like you wasted your time, and I feel like a lot of times when we feel like we wasted our time, because I've been guilty of doing this, when we wasted our time, it's like, well, um, I, like, let's say, for example, from eight to two or something, I will sleep. And like, okay, well, I woke up, I wasted all this time, so I might as well waste it even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been guilty of doing that. But, like, when you feel like, don't think that it's, like, too late for you to make something worthy of your time. Even if it's five, like, like we've been talking to each other, like, even if it's five minutes, two minutes, three minutes, use those five minutes as if it's, like, you know, so much time. Like, just make the most of it. Like, put your time and effort in just to make the most of, you know, this, this time that we're going through, so and you know it takes time to perfect time yeah so what i mean by it takes time to perfect time is when you have time to work on time Mm -hmm. you typically can't work on time when you don't really have enough time oh yeah for sure so now that you have enough time it's like now working on like patterns and routines and things like that we're not saying that you should just perfect your time right now like perfect it like no no one's it takes years and it takes, it takes years, time yes. to perfect time. So you have to just do small things. And like, I think that everyone should like work on time based on the level that they are at. Like mm-hmm. some people can work on large chunks of time and being able to, to use large chunks of time and take full advantage of it at like at steps. Some people have to do it in like small bites. So I would say that according to how, how you are as an individual, how your personality is, how you do things. Um, just go from there. So if it's like, all right, if it comes to being productive three hours of the day or seven hours of the day, just start off at where you are. So just say you have to start off at a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Allow those couple minutes to turn into like an hour. Then allow those that hour to turn into two, then three, then four. And that may take 10 years to do all of that. But just allow it to work according to who you are. Because what happens is you don't want to, you don't want to overdo it. What happens is people, we try to go and do the max, the maximum, give the maximum effort at the very start of it. But what happens is when you were speaking of weights earlier, you can't come into the gym and start picking up the maximum weight. Mm -hmm. It took time to be able to start off at smaller cycles and smaller weight sets to be able to finally get to that larger weight set so as as people we have to learn how to gradually uh use that to our advantage and just take all the time that we need to just say like you're starting off at five pounds then you go up to 10 then 15 then 20 then 25 and 30 even in those small increments it's it's still 
going up and it's rising. Mm -hmm. So that was just an analogy when it came to like weight. But even when it comes to time, just say like you read for five minutes a day, then you read for five minutes a day for a whole week or for a whole month. And then you gradually take that up to 10 minutes, then whatever. So it, it's just examples. However you do it is however you do it. But that's just examples of how you can do it. And that's just with time. Exactly. Like, um, I feel like a lot of us, especially when you were talking about, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Like, I feel like we get discouraged when it takes a slow time, but it's like, I feel like no matter how slow it may be, as long as you're willing to start where you need to, or start where you, where you are, are willing to start. Yeah. Start yeah. to where you are. Like, it doesn't matter how long or short that it takes is it's still taking you higher and higher than where you once were, you know, yeah. it's still making you better than who you used to be. And it's taking you where you need to become. So never get discouraged. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes some days like I like like we were talking before when we first started, man, like I feel like like I told you, man, like I, I got discouraged. Like, I wish it would hurry up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I wish like I can hurry up and get there. But now I'm starting to just to really just take in and just soak in the process of time like time is so valuable and time is so needed for us to go grow you know as an individual as a person so like never neglect the time that you are you are in right now because i promise you that the more that you willing to stay persistent in that time and like don't like stay persistent in the time now and don't try to rush to the time that you're not even at yet because yeah. it takes staying persistent now. And then once you stay persistent and God sees that faithful is now, like you will start to slowly develop and crawl up to where you need to be. It's like maybe you're at the bottom of the ladder, but like the more that you keep on stepping up, like the more that you keep on trying to climb up and not try to not not try to just have your eyes focused on what's above, but like just willing to climb up to what's above as well. Because if we're to keep on like if we keep on getting discouraged that we're not right there, we're going to keep on being at the ground and not even like try to figure out how to get up there. So like it takes just like staying persistent in the climb, staying persistent and elevating and always keep your focus on what's above. And once you keep on, you know, executing and staying persistent in what you're doing, you're eventually going to get there. It doesn't matter how long it takes. So, man, um, change topics again I, yeah. so i was listening to something earlier who, who was it was it regina hall so regina hall had an interview on um sway in the morning everyone's doing interviews like through calls or whatever now and um one of the people on this show said ask uh, regina hall what is the before she asked her the question she asked her the question but she answered it first she was like what is the one thing that you've learned during this process of quarantine and not being able to, you know, to do stuff and this, she was like, for me personally, she said that she's been getting a lot of emails and on discounts, like from Reebok, from Nike, from this, that, and the other. Yeah. And she was like, what she's realizing now is she was the person that was going out spending money on all these things because she felt that she needed and she had to have it. And now that she's not able to go out and get this stuff, she's realizing how unnecessary it is. Like, she doesn't even need it anymore. Mm -hmm. And now she's getting deals and discounts, which she wasn't at first. But now, you know, companies are struggling, so they're sending discounts. Like, me personally, like, I've been, like, 
I'm a coffee drinker. I got to have like a cup a day or something like that. I've been getting so many buy one, get one free or buy this. We'll give you this free. And it's like, I didn't even, I didn't even really pay attention to it until she said that. And she asked, um, Regina Hall, what is the one thing that she's learned that she's gained or she's taken away or something like she needed or she didn't feel like she did need or something that she gained along the way. And she, it was hard for her to figure it out. She's like, oh, gardening. I just started gardening now. People used to tell me about it, how therapeutic it was and this, that, and the other. But it, uh, I just started doing it because I, I got time now. And then I realized that how much right they were when it came to it. But mm -hmm. I would have never learned this if I didn't have like the time to be able to do it. So my question is, it's going to be to you and to the people. Okay. So what I... Now I'm going to get the people engaged. So on our social media, building and empowering people, uh, when you listen to this podcast, I want you to go to building and empowering people or go to Apple Podcasts because Apple Podcasts, you can leave comments and our faith, our, um, either Facebook or Instagram page, leave comments under the, Derek usually does a snippet of the podcast and he posted it. So I want you all to leave the comment on the snippet of the podcast on what are you doing or what have you found in this time of quarantine and things that you feel that you need or things that you feel that you don't need or what you've gained during this process and kind of write your comment below on whatever that is. So Derek, I want to ask you what what have you gained or what do, have you figured out that you need or you don't need having this, uh, this extra time to be able to, okay. to do so. I think as I was on this quarantine, like it sounds so cliche, but really appreciating like the things around me. I think I had more time to like really focus like and that goes back to like really focus on relationships i had time to really focus on myself focus on god like i use this time to really just stop and slow down if that makes sense like i use this time to really slow down i feel like when i was when i was rushing like while i was while i was um actually on my i guess regular life we're just going to say that when i was on that i felt my i felt like i was I felt like I was really rushing to do certain things. So like I would like, especially with schoolwork, I'll be like, I'm going to rush through this so I can finally do this. I'm going to rush through this so I can see this person do this, do that. And I felt like I didn't have that time to slow down. So like while I'm on this, while I'm on this quarantine, like I just really been starting to slow down. Like, of course, I'm not like I always say, like, I'm not perfect. Like I still got stuff that I need to work on. But like speaking of that as well, like I'm starting to really work on those things like well like when when you pointed out to me like it wasn't on the podcast but when you pointed out to me like self-development like I feel like I was more focused on more focused on um I guess trying to help others when I couldn't even help myself and me us being who we were meant to be like how do I expect to strengthen others if I can't strengthen myself so I use that time to really just just slow down that's what I've learned okay. just just really slow down and appreciate everything around me and just to like like we've been saying, like make the most of the time. So, just I think the biggest thing for me was I learned to slow down, if that makes sense. I, I get that. So what I've learned, man, is like, is that this time has has taught me to to trust God mm -hmm. 
a lot more than I have in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm specifically talking about financially. Yeah. So in the past, I felt that I had to have a certain income to be able to keep up with a certain lifestyle. And it's been like two or three weeks now. I'm realizing that I don't quite need the income that I thought I needed mm-hmm. to be able to keep up. Then I realized that I was just spending a lot of, you know, spending a lot of unnecessary money, like spending money in unnecessary ways that made me feel that I needed to make this type of income. So now it's like, all right, I'm making way less now, like little to like none, but it's like everything is still taken care of. But it's just like, at first I felt that I had to have this high income to pay for this, 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 and this. But now it's like, all those things are still there and they're being taken care of with less. Mm -hmm. But it's like when I had more, I struggle more with more than I am with less. So it's teaching me a balance of how to, how I don't really need a lot of stuff that I thought I needed. And I didn't need like, obviously it's nice to have, you know, a lot of money and, and all that because you can do the things that you, you're meant to do and that you want to do. Yeah. It gives you more options and variety and that stuff. But what happens is if we're, you know, if we're not paying attention to that stuff, what will happen is we'll feel that we need something that we don't. And I felt, and I, I've learned now that it's a lot of stuff that I don't need that I thought I needed to be able to, to make it through. And I'm still making it through without that so yeah that makes sense man that makes yeah. sense like like and just uh, just a quick note in that like i remember when you told me i don't know if this is the exact same exact thing you told me or maybe i just gathered something for what you told me but like i remember something like starve your doubt fill up your faith yeah like fill up your faith like and i feel like what you're saying that like i feel like that's important for a lot of people like they're losing their jobs they're they're like you said they're being laid off in certain places but like and um, it's just a matter of, like, filling up that faith to where, like, okay, all these things are going around. But it, it kind of goes back to that vocal point thing I was saying, like, just keep your eyes on God. Like, okay, um, things are falling apart. I don't have this. I don't have that. But, like, my ways are not your ways, God. So I'm going to – I know that your ways are more – more profound, more better than what I'm thinking right now. Like, I may think this is great, but you think it's even greater. I might think this this is – for me to fall, but you're looking at it for me to grow. So it's just a matter of trusting in God through these times and just really just putting him first in these things. And just knowing that, you know, with him, we we're not going to fall. So, for sure. so man, I want to get into one last thing before the podcast. Yeah, go end, ahead, go ahead. got a couple minutes, but I had a conversation with my wife. It was Sunday because, you know, now we're doing virtual church and all that stuff, which is like, man, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's cool, but it's like weird. It's, it's crazy because I just started um, being a, a greeter and mm-hmm. I really was like hesitant on doing it. They asked me to do it. And I was like, eh, and I finally did it. Yeah. And after I did it, I'm like, all right, I could do this once a month or whatever. But now during this time, I'm just like, I miss greeting. I've done it like once or twice, but like I, I miss, miss it. it yeah. I miss it. Like I miss going to church. I didn't realize how impactful it was to actually show up because I'm thinking like, oh, I can watch. You know, people say like, oh, I can watch it online. I'm watching it online. It's not the same. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's cool, but it's not. It's, it's something about being there. So I asked my wife. We had a conversation. I said, um, you know, 
Because I was like, I like to play devil's advocate within like going like this way or that way when it comes to like certain questions because I don't want to just be going at it one way. I'm like, yeah. so I'm like with the churches, you know, churches are still promoting tithes and offerings and that stuff, right? Which is like, they're not really promoting it. They're just like teaching you really like, you know, tithes and offerings is, is not for the church's sake. They're teaching you and the money goes to the church, but that's like God's principle. He tells you to do it. So I was telling my wife, I was like, uh, specifically our church, I was like, do you think we'll lose a lot of members uh, because the church is talking about tithes and offerings and this? And uh, or do you think, you know, that churches will lose members based off the, the church is talking about what, what people can tithe and offer online and this, that and the other? And I was coming at it from that perspective. And I just wanted to hear what my wife had to say. And she like blew my mind on what she said. She was like, no, because we were talking about our church. She said, no, I don't think we would lose members because I think that not at our church specifically. And I was like, why so? She was like, um, because our church has prepared the people for situations like this. And I was like, oh, you're yeah. right. She was like, you know, with the financial classes, with this, with that, makes they've sense, gotten us to sense. a point where mentally, like financially and the classes, like being able to deal with stuff we've been preparing for. So now that we're in a crisis, like, they got Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University, and uh, Joe Sangle. I was broke, but now I'm not. And those classes teach you how to, like, create an emergency fund and this type of stuff. And I'm like, she was like, you think about it. Before we started going to church, we didn't have a savings account. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. But we went to church. But we now took we're the prepared. class. Yeah. Now we're preparing. Like and we that. have a savings account. And, you know, even though she's still working and she got a steady income or whatever, mine's isn't because it's, like, self-employed. So I could make zero dollars in a week or i can make whatever but now is a slower time but i'm not struggling as much even though i'm not having an income because like of the savings account that we have the emergency fund so it's like all right we'll go into the emergency fund and pay for i can pay for bills and stuff now because i don't have an income but if we didn't take that class or go to church we wouldn't be you know so church really helped us more than we thought it did and she brought that up and i was just like wow that's crazy that, i like that that's that's crazy so my advice to to you guys is you know when you're looking at when the the preacher the pastor the bishop whatever is talking about money and tithing he's not saying it you know to be able to take the money from you he's saying it so that you can be blessed through it because what happens is God blesses you through it. And not only that, but the church is helping you in so many different ways to prepare for those things that you only realize it in times like this. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to go, you know, go to the churches, get as much as you can from it. So when times become bad or difficult or whatever, you can always go back to that because it prepared you to deal with that stuff. Exactly. So since you were prepared, now you'll be able to handle. Yeah. So because if, if I didn't go to this church or if I didn't take that class, I would be like super worried. I'm like, I don't have a, a savings account. I don't have money. I don't have an income. How am I going to pay the bills? Like now I don't even worry if I don't make, if I go out and drive for a couple of hours and I don't make no money yesterday when I drove for a couple of hours, I made $0 for real. But I was not, I yeah. wouldn't worry because I'm like, you know, it's, it's a backup plan that that was because of God. I was able to do that. Definitely. Man. So like you that. think I'm going to trip about tithes and offers? Right. Like, <laughs> I'm going to continue to do it because exactly. that's staying faithful. Yeah, man. for sure. For sure. But uh, yeah, man, that's. Uh, I like that. Yeah, that was I like how your wife said that, man. For sure, man. But I just want to make sure that I, that I said that before we ended the podcast oh, yeah, for, for the sure. people. Was it anything that 
that you had to say for the people? No, we got a couple seconds left. Oh. I realize. <laughs> no, you good, man. Uh, just, just, just a quick note. Just stay. If you stay faithful for what you're going through now, there, there will be fruits of your labor. And so, by working on that faith, by working and staying, and always keep on having hope and not giving up, you will soon see that you know these aren't troubled times, but they are just developing times. So. For sure, for sure. But that's about all the time we have on this podcast. And uh, we hope you guys learned something. I hope you guys take full advantage of leaving your comments in the, in the, on the Instagram post that, that's created on Friday or Facebook or even on Apple Podcasts if you have that. So we can interact with you guys and kind of see what you've learned and gained through this. But time's up now. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.